When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Today's episode of the Second Fret Comics Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. You're probably wondering. So, uh, I listen every week, and you sound particularly not yourself. Well, it's because I have not had my coffee yet. That's right. I'm recording this without my coffee. What was I thinking? Who am I? Why is this happening? Why is the world so horrible? Well, I'm going to be a, a much different person. One, by the end of this episode, because I love bringing you content. Secondly, it's because i got to go ahead and get my Fox and Sons on. That's right. This is an ad read that is also helping me with major moments in my life, such as trying to be productive without having first my, my cup of Fox and Sons coffee. we got Brazilian Honey Cup, Tanzania Peaberry, my favorite Fox Den blend. I feel like, you know, for, for like months it was the Brazilian Honey Cup, and now I've kind of flipped. The Fox Den blend, this flagship um, uh, bean, is probably my favorite. And, you know, when, when Stephen, Stephen Fox, when, when he sends me a bag, I immediately, you know, just go for that sniff. My wife does too. You know, we love the smell of these roasted beans and everything. And, you know, I used to be, as I've mentioned in the past, I used to be a cleaner fiend. 
is I've tried to cut down on the creamers. I've tried to cut down on sugar and all that other stuff as I had to you know, cut weight. Um, it, it became really easy just to drink regular black coffee. People used to make fun of me. I used to put so much creamer in my coffee. They used to be like, I'm that looks like fucking soup. What are you doing? If you don't like coffee, don't drink it. It was like, would you like some coffee with your creamer? It was that bad. I have not had creamer since June of this year. And I can entirely thank uh, Stephen from Fox and Sons for uh, helping me with that transition. In fact, even I don't even order lattes anymore. Uh, Stephen has completely ruined coffee for me forever in a good way. So I'm going to go ahead and, and hook you up. If you need your little pick-me-up, if you need coffee, everyone needs coffee. Who, who the hell does not need coffee? Well, um, go ahead and use the code SECONDPRINTPOD. That's second written out second print pod at fox and sons so it's fox f-o-x and sons don't do and don't do whatever it's just and fox and sons it's cute branding stick with it fox and sons use code second print pod to save 15 percent off your order of 25 dollars or more so that's second print pod at foxandsons.com to save 25 percent i'm sorry save 15 percent off your order of 25 dollars or more um, I was I was like George Santos just now, you know. I could chew gum and walk at the same time, walk and walk and chew gum at the same time, whatever he said. And um, well, you know, I can probably I could probably tie George Santos into today's episode. Um, yeah, I don't care. I'm gonna do it because Mark is out doing Florida man things. So when Mark is away, I will talk about. George Santos. So, George Santos was my favorite congressman. He was a blatant criminal. He was hilarious, but he voted exactly how I wanted him to. I can already hear it now. This show's gotten too political. Shut the hell up. Just shut up. Just shut up, man. I miss George Santos. I think he should have been there forever. I would have supported anything and everything he did. Um... Because, you know, he was the most honest politician out there. Even his lies were, like, jokes. Like, like we all knew the truth, and he knew we all knew the truth. But he's, like, mocking people. And, you know, he wasn't a communist. George Santos was exactly what George Santos was. And I hope maybe he runs for Senate. Maybe one day he runs for president. I feel like America's ready for this. I am 100% on the George Santos train. So I was so sad when he got kicked out by uh, communists, traitors, and all these horrible, horrible people who actually do things to make our lives worse. So what if he used some of his, some of his uh, office funds for OnlyFans and for Louis Bag? You, you, know, you know how much stuff Dianne Feinstein was, like, selling to the Chinese for years? Like, do you know how, how much stuff Nancy Pelosi has done for years. I mean, I could I could point out like Republicans, Democrats, everyone. I can I know people who used to do like some pretty explicitly horrible shit that would like get them in prison if they were like regular people. I've got shit on Kevin McCarthy that never met the light of day. Yeah, I used to work in the mushrooms. I've got stuff on Kevin McCarthy, everybody, they're all criminals. George Santos was just doing his thing, you know. I just don't get it. But you see, 
George Santos could be all the things. He could be gay. He could be a drag queen. He could be Mormon. He could be Jewish. He could be a Republican. He could just be all these things, and it made sense because George Santos is George Santos. What does that have to do with Nightcrawler? Well, one, Nightcrawler has been not Nightcrawler recently. He's been the uncanny Spider-Man. Why? I don't really know. And I don't care to know. Because ever since Jonathan Hickman in 2019 decided to destroy... Oh, you see, this is why, this is why I did my Fox and Sons. Ever since in 2019 when Jonathan Hickman decided to come in and utterly destroy the X-Men. Actually, no. Let's go ahead and go back. The worst thing to ever happen to the X-Men was the Avengers movie in 2012. It was the worst thing to ever happen. In fact, the worst thing to ever happen to the X-Men was 2008's Iron Man movie. Now, hold on. You probably don't understand where I'm going with this. The biggest issue with the X-Men in the past 20 years has also been their biggest success. The fact that Fox owned the film rights. So because of that, you had um, very little promotion from Marvel for many years after 2008's Iron Man when they went ahead and did that with Marvel Studios. And then there was um, the, the purchase by Disney shortly after that in which they bought Marvel Studios and Marvel Comics. So they both owned the entertainment arm and then the publishing arm. And then when when uh, when they got the, the the television rights and everything, that's when they started doing their own cartoons and stuff, and they wanted to start acquiring all their old property. But Fox is not going to go ahead and give them the X Men film rights. So what they started doing um, was it became incredibly hard for video games to come out, for uh, merchandise and stuff to come out, and Disney was still taking a pretty big cut of that. That's one reason why Sony is holding on to a Spider-Man with a death grip because they don't want to eventually get bought out like Fox did. But essentially what Disney wanted to do is they wanted to put a stranglehold on all the X-Men film merchandise. So I'm not talking like X-Men toys and video games from like the comics. I mean, you weren't going to see Hugh Jackman or Patrick Stewart in as many things as you do now. Um, you know, a few years ago, uh, Disney went ahead and released their X-Men Legends line which was basically, you know, action figures and merch and stuff from all the X-Men movies. Finally, we had Michael Fassbender, Magneto action figures, and Apocalypse, and all this other stuff. So they finally did that because they own it. So they're getting 100% of the merchandising, which is a huge chunk of change. If you're listening to this like me, you've probably got exclusive McFarlane figures on your um, entertainment center in your living room and stuff like that. You know what I'm talking about. So, you know, it got to the point where they were really trying to flip things and they tried to make it as impossible for um, Fox to keep up enthusiasm for the X-Men films, which were still under par from Phase 1, Phase 2 Marvel. So because of that, what they had to do is they did what they did with um, the Fantastic Four. Uh, Fantastic Four was also owned by Fox. So what did Fox literally do? I'm sorry, what did Marvel literally do for some time? They straight up canceled the Fantastic Four comic book. They did that for about, uh, I think, four or five years. It was around the time of Josh Trank's uh, hideous Fantastic Four abomination. And 
Um, you know, they, they did that intentionally. They did that intentionally because they were like, we were willing to kill our own products to make sure you make less money because we want you to go ahead and sell to us. So Fantastic Four is off the table. Um, the Thing and the Human Torch were here and there in different titles, but you saw nothing of um, Reed Richards and Sue Storm and Franklin and Valeria. That was done intentionally. And then what they had to do was they had to go ahead and um, take a bite out of the X-Men. Now Bendis, you know, I call it like pre-Avengers versus X-Men Bendis and then post-Avengers versus X-Men Bendis. I will even forgive Fear itself because, you know, I think that was one of his worst crossovers ever. I think of that Leviathan is right there at DC. But for the most part, Brian Michael Bendis has written some of the best comics I've ever read. He's also written some of the worst comics I've ever read. And I think the worst thing that he ever did and the worst thing that Marvel has ever done to the X-Men was Avengers versus X-Men. And this was intentionally to really establish the fact that uh, Marvel was going to double down on the Avengers franchise uh, overall because of the success of the movie. And therefore, they had to go ahead and put the X-Men in a corner where the X-Men were at one point not necessarily villains, but they pretty much straddled a villainous line for some time after Avengers versus X-Men. It was really meant to recalibrate the power of the Marvel Universe to put the Avengers up front. And like, here's the thing. The Avengers have always been a very difficult line of comics from Marvel to make money from, but they were really trying to push it with like five, six, seven different titles, limited series, ongoing series. They had to go ahead and replace the fact that the X-Men, which was their most popular franchise beneath Spider-Man, they had to do it because they couldn't let Fox or anyone else step on the new Golden Goose. It was the synergy that Disney wanted to have between the movies and the comic books in which, sadly, uh, during Phase 2 Marvel, especially when uh, Marvel post-Avengers vs. X-Men started doing their all-new, all-different line of shit, um, the comics became cheap merchandise for the movies. That's why the comics look more like um, you know, the MCU than the character renderings, personalities, outright origins. Uh, it's no different than toys at this point. It's really sad because the source material is now basically there uh, to justify the movies at this point. And that was, that, that, that was a mistake that has. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. 
Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply since been a a big detriment to Marvel's editorial creativity. Um, but that said, though, the X-Men go through a really dark period, and then they go through this House of X, Krakoa, um, no one dies, Hickman bullshit, where they're all, like, fascists, and you've got, like, six-pack Professor X who's, like, freaking mutant Nazi and everyone's hanging out with like Apocalypse and Magneto's good again and like everyone's a sociopath and they hate humans and nothing makes sense and Cyclops is a cuck and Wolverine is I don't even I like I I started collecting this new Wolverine series and I I sold every copy that I had I couldn't even collect X-Force X-Force was always one of my favorites couldn't even do that it was just it's just sick like what they've done to the X-Men is just unrecognizably sick and it's all Jonathan Hickman's fault well it's all their faults everyone that works there who allowed this to happen it's their fault but at some point along the line you know they're doing their X of Swords shit I mean they cannot write good X-Men books I cannot tell you the last time I bought an X-Men book and was actually really happy. I I actually can. It was a few uncanny X-Men's ago when Magneto was actually leading a team of uh, Sabretooth and Psylocke. And that was, I read that in like 2016. And then afterwards when they rebooted it again and they started doing like X-Men Red, X-Men Blue, all this other stuff. I even held on for a little bit after that. But it was around the time that they started doing this, um, you know, rise of the house of X or whatever. I just couldn't, I just couldn't stick around. And the, the shit that they have put out the last couple of years to completely like distort and destroy certain characters. Beast is a bad guy now. And I don't know what's up with Cyclops and Jean Grey is back. And Emma was bad again. And now Emma's good again, but her and Cyclops aren't a thing. And she's marrying Tony Stark. I mean, I just don't, I don't fucking get it. And you know, for younger people, like, you know, late teens, early 20s probably listen to this. You're like, okay, old man, well, you know, shit changes in comics. You got to keep it going. It's a, it's a freaking soap opera that you pay for, dum-dum. And to a degree, I get it. But at least make it good. At least make it sound good. The people I know who are still actively buying these books, they're only doing so because they're so bought in. They don't like it, but they feel that they have to be a completionist. And to that extent, I, I totally understand but at some point, they made Nightcrawler Spider-Man. Why? Well, not the Spider-Man. In fact, he hasn't even really been... I don't think he's come across Spider-Man yet. But at some point, they decided to make Nightcrawler, who was dead, who was brought back, who was a anti-hero, who's now the original Nightcrawler. So, like, five, six years ago, I don't remember how or when, but they tried to make Nightcrawler gay. It was after a. Um, it was after the last issue of Wolverine Weapon X, where uh, Nightcrawler had died, and I think, um, what is it? He died in 
un- uh, an issue of Uncanny X-Men, and everyone kind of knew. It's like, they're not going to, like, kill Nightcrawler. Like, they're not really going to do that. Uh, but they brought him back, and I don't know if he's, like, one from another dimension or if he was brought back um, through the, you know, Regenesis machine, because he also died in House of X. Um, he, um, he jumped, he, like, jumped into the sun or some shit. I mean, Wolverine died, too. Everyone died. Everyone freaking died. And then they all brought back because mutants aren't allowed to die anymore. But that's neither here nor there. So now he's Spider-Man for some reason. And everyone is still like, that's Nightcrawler. But anyway, he's the uncanny Spider-Man. And recently um, they were jumping into his origins again. Why? Because I, I don't know. But they wanted to do that. So Nightcrawler's origins have been this. First he was Mystique and um, this German Baron named Baron Wagner. And... Uh, you know, that that was his those were his parents. Then in the early two thousands they took it up a notch and they went ahead and said no, Baron Wagner was not his biological father. His biological father is a the demon Azazel, who can teleport and looks more like uh, Nightcrawler. So he has Mystique's blue skin, but Azazel's power. So he was half mutant, half demon. And people got a little upset about that because, you know, Nightcrawler is a very devout Catholic. And I actually liked that because it made more sense. I liked that uh, retcon that was made. It made more sense. But it also brought in the, you know, the demon factor. So that actually played a pretty interesting theological um, theme throughout Nightcrawler discovering this. But now they decided to go ahead and take probably the, the second most influential you know, or popular Catholic character in all of comic books besides Daredevil. And this, this just goes on this mockery. So first, what Marvel does is about two years ago, they, they pissed off Christians explicitly because they um, had it where they basically said that Jesus Christ was a mutant, um, which is just on its face, just offensive, um, just absolutely, just, just outright wrong. You don't, you don't do that. So they said that Jesus was a mutant. They call him the Nazarene. And uh, what that does is that messes with the divinity of God and everything, and it's just offensive to Christians. They would never do this with Muhammad. Um, they would never do this with... They, 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 they wouldn't do this with anybody, but they're going to do this with Christians. Um, comic books have this really fine line of just either insulting religion or just completely ignoring it in some characters. Uh, I would rather it be ignored than insulted the way it's been. Um, you know, Rob Liefeld, who I love, Rob Liefeld put out some pretty egregious stuff mocking religion in the early 2000s, which I think is kind of sad because, uh, you know, his dad was a Baptist pastor. Um, you know, Liefeld, I, I believe, is, is still Christian, but he went through, like, this really, like, anti-Christian phase in the early 2000s, which I did not appreciate, but, you know, it, it is what it is. But now what they've done is they've had it, so in order to get, like, DEI points or whatever, um they decided to retcon the origin of the parents of the parents of the most Catholic character in all of, com- of, of all of comic books besides Daredevil. So basically, Azazel is not Nightcrawler's father. Nightcrawler's father is Mystique. Hear me out. They made a character a couple years ago called, a couple years ago called Destiny. And it's since also been retconned that Mystique is bisexual, and Mystique 
is hermaphroditic because of her shape-shifting capabilities. So what they've done is they had Mystique in a relationship with Destiny, and what they want to do is have a child together. So what they do is they have Mystique grow a penis, impregnate Destiny, and thus Nightcrawler is born. And in this X-Men Blue one-shot, which retcons um, Nightcrawler's parentage for a third time, well, second time, technically, um, they have it so that, you know, Mystique is like, well, I, I was a man for many years, and it doesn't matter, you know, whether I call myself this or call myself that, I know who I am. And, you know, you can have, <laughs> let's put it this way, there was an episode of South Park, like 10 years ago, where we find out that Cartman's mom is a, her, is a hermaphrodite, and Cartman's mom impregnated herself somehow, so she was both his mother and father. And on its face, can I buy that mystique, this shape-shifting mutant, is capable of doing that? Yes, I can. Do I think that if they chose any other shape-shifting character and any other female to do this, that could potentially be an interesting spin for whatever purpose? Yes, I can. Where I get kind of upset is when they do this to the most Catholic character in comic books. That is where I think it's messed up. Like, anybody but Nightcrawler. And I feel like they do this intentionally. Because they have to tear down Christian characters. They have to tear down, they have to tear down characters with a cut-and-dry, definitive morality. We've seen them do this to Captain America uh, since Nick Spencer's uh, Hydrocap run. Um, with the introduction of Sam Wilson, you know, liberal Captain America. Where suddenly Steve Rogers is a problem because he's a straight white male with Christian beliefs. Captain America is a Christian. That's just how he is canonically um, and has always been. Um, Spider-Man is Jewish. If you did not know that, he is. Spider-Man is Jewish. Um, there are many characters with you know, very direct beliefs. I've said um, Daredevil many times. You know, this current and the previous run of Daredevil by... Uh, Chip Zdarsky, you know, it really reminded people that Daredevil believes in his Catholicism. He's very, very Catholic. So, you know, for them to do this, the, the systematic tearing down this mockery of a Catholic character, I think is just wrong. Um, you know, I was talking to somebody the other day who was like, I don't even care at this point. And he agrees with everything I said. He agrees with the stance of it, but he's just like, I'm so numb to it. And honestly, I am too. And, um, you know, I just, I'm just, I'm not surprised by how low they'll sink creatively. I'm not surprised at the animus that they have, the, the Heather Antoses of the world and, you know, Tom Breverts and everything. You know, he, he went ahead and said, oh, no, the industry is fine. It's just changing. It's like, no, the industry is not fine. We talked about that enough. But, um, you know, it's just, it, it's just, if you need another reminder that certain Certain people hate you. 
here's your reminder. There's no good end to the story. <laughs> I have nothing else to say about it other than the only book from Marvel I have put money towards is Jonathan Hickman's Ultimate Spider-Man. And I'm mainly doing that for content purposes or so I tell myself. I mean, this is not the Ultimate Universe I grew up with, but I do miss Spider-Man. I haven't collected a Spider-Man book in years. I'm very nervous that Jonathan Hickman is writing it, but I'm a sucker for pain, and uh, I'll be doing a Patreon issue-by-issue uh, issue breakdown of Ultimate Spider-Man by Jonathan Hickman when it comes out in January. But other than that, these people don't deserve my money. They don't deserve your money. Let me let me spend mine and see what's going on and save you all some time. Well, anyway, that's all she wrote. Remember, at the top of the show, if you're wondering, Renzo, why are you so tired? It's because I haven't had my Fox and Sons. Use code SecondPrintPod at FoxandSons.com to save 15% off your more. Uh, to save 15% off your order at $25 or more. So that's all she wrote, folks. Please, the fun continues on Patreon, movie reviews, everything else. We've got some big, big, big announcements. If you're not part of the Second Print Comic, Comics community on Patreon, you're going to want to jump in now. We're going to have some big announcements from Mark and I very soon that are, uh, that will probably shock some people. But I think a lot of you, especially those who have been long-time uh, patrons at $5 level or more, you're going to be very excited to see what's coming up. So that's all she wrote, folks. Go ahead and uh, argue with me on this, praise me on this, whatever. Hey, Rebs, LNX. As always, comics change the world. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.